Hello, and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you plan an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah Altheiser, the creator of the websites The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week, I'm talking the Disney Swan and Dolphin Resorts, so let's dive in. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 84. I am talking the Disney World Swan and Dolphin this week. What prompted this podcast was the loss of the Magical Express, which was Disney's complimentary bus service to and from the airport, along with other perks that used to just be available to those staying at Disney-owned resorts. So this has kind of leveled the playing field with other hotels that I really wouldn't have considered much in the past, but now become more interesting to me. And um, those include the Swan and Dolphin. So First, they are located on Disney World property. And location, I'm gonna say right out of the gate, that is the selling point of these hotels. The location is incredible. I'm gonna talk more on that in a minute. However, they are not owned and run by Disney. They are actually all now run by Marriott. I say all because now the Swan and Dolphin includes three resorts, so a new um, hotel, the Swan Reserve, opened, I believe, last year in 2021. Um, So we have three hotels owned by Marriott right smack in the middle of Disney property, which makes for interesting, an interesting scenario here. So the two original hotels are the Swan and the Dolphin. They were designed by Michael Graves, who is a quite famous American architect. He designed over 350 buildings all over the world, and um, two of them are here at Disney World. Um, They are affectionately referred to as the Swalfin in Disney circles, which is pretty silly. But that now includes this new Swan Reserve building. So let's talk about the kind of perks of staying at these resorts. First, I'm going to talk about price because, well, this is the budget mouse and I'm a cheapskate, so I wouldn't be talking about them if there wasn't good value there somewhere. These hotels are considered deluxe resorts. Um, They have all the amenities that you would find at other Disney deluxe resorts. This includes an amazing pool complex with water slides, fitness centers, um, fine dining, transportation to and from the parks, and key thing is the locations that they're walking distance to not one, but two of the Disney World theme parks. This all you get for far less money than you're going to pay to stay at Disney-owned deluxe resorts. I'm talking half in many circumstances. So that, though, you know, varies depending on your strategy you're using to book these. So I'm going to give you some tips on getting them at the best um, price possible. Um, Now, let's talk more about the positives of this place. So I'm going to break down location a little bit for you. They are pretty much equidistant between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. I'd say depending on how fast you walk, a 15 minute walk to Epcot, and this is to the back entrance to Epcot, um, the International Gateway entrance it's called, it's between the UK and France Pavilion. Um, You can enter there as soon as the park opens and you'll be very close to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So that is a nice feature of using that back entrance. 
and again about a 15 minute walk to Hollywood Studios as well. In addition to walking, you can also take a boat that runs back and forth between Epcot and Hollywood Studios all day long. Um, I recently stayed at the Swan. I believe it was in the fall, maybe in October, November. And I did opt to take the boat over there in the morning because as I was walking out of the hotel, I was like, should I walk? Should I take the boat? And I saw a boat was uh, getting ready to pull in. And I was like, oh, I'm bringing the boat. So I did get there much faster on the boat. Um, you are the last stop on the way to Hollywood Studios if you're staying at the Swan and Dolphin. However, if you want to go to Epcot, you'll have to go to the boardwalk, to the beach club, and then to Epcot. So walking may be faster, even if you catch the boat right there, or it just might be a wash. It might be the same amount of time, but that is the deal with the boat service to the parks and the walking. So it's really hard to get that kind of location without paying a premium to Disney. I'm talking $500 a night and up in general. Um, and like I'm going to tell you later that you can get these hotels for far cheaper. So other amenities, um, they really have an amazing pool complex. There's like grottos, waterfalls you can swim under, water slides, lots of uh, several hot tubs. Uh, it's really fun. My daughter enjoyed it a lot. She's the pool connoisseur. Um, they have a great fitness center. They have a beach area with hammocks and places to chill. It's very nice. And that is shared by the Swan and Dolphin. And then the Swan Reserve has its own pool. It's not as elaborate. And you can also use the main pool complex at the Swan and Dolphin if you're staying at Swan Reserve. Um, restaurants. Gosh, I could do a whole episode on the restaurants at the Swan and Dolphin. I'm just going to hit some of the highlights here. So in terms of signature dining at Disney World, like fine dining, there are four fine dining restaurants in the complex. Um, Blue Zoo is the first. That's at the Dolphin. That is seafood. And my plug for Blue Zoo is the lounge. Um, you don't need reservations. You can walk in and they have small plates and they have happy hour drink specials at some of the best bargains and Disney World for a great food and drinks for, you know, cheap for Disney World, which is, you know, if you can get a drink for $8 at Disney World, that's a bargain. Um, Il Molino is high-end Italian dining. That is at the Swan. Shula's Steakhouse is at the Dolphin. That's obviously a steakhouse. Um, now, Amare is a new restaurant at the Swan Reserve, and I don't know anything about it other than that it's fine dining. I didn't do my research there. Um, Another restaurant that's not fine dining, but that is interesting to note is the Garden Grove, which I believe right now they're just serving breakfast. It used to be a character breakfast and a buffet that has changed due to the pandemic. Right now you just order off of a menu for breakfast and there's no characters at the moment, but that could come back. It was the cheapest character meal anywhere on property, though I believe it was just Goofy and Pluto that were there. So it's something to consider if you're staying there in the future to at least look into that. What um, is going on there for breakfast and they used to serve dinner as well but that was not characters um, so something to consider now a hidden gem dining at the swan is kimonos that is the sushi bar um, it is the best sushi i've had at disney world um, rarely crowded um, kind of tucked away back down a hallway that leads down to Garden Grove. You could easily not ever know that it's there. And wow. And I will say I've been going there for, I don't know, a decade. And the same women have been working there the whole time. So <laughs> not much turnover in staff, which means it's a good experience there. But we love kimonos. Um, a great place to check out there.
I'm interrupting this episode for a second to encourage you to sign up for my email newsletter if you're not already on my list. The reason is I will soon be releasing a new course and it will include all of my hacks and tips and tricks in detail for going to Disney World frequently on the cheap. And I don't want you to miss early access to that course. I'm going to give special discounts to people on my email list. So if you are not on it already, just go to thebudgetmouse.com slash newsletter where you can sign up and you'll get notified of access to the new course when it comes out. Okay, back to the show. In terms of the rooms, they're fine. Like nothing to write home about. They're not bad. I've stayed there, I believe, two times at both the Swan and the Dolphin, and they've been consistent and fine. Um, there is no theming to Disney whatsoever. It is sterile, you know, high-end, medium to high-end hotel experience there, but also nothing bad. So just so you know what to expect. In general, you're going to get two queen rooms, I mean, two queen beds in a room there, but I believe there are kings. You also have varying views, like you can have an Epcot view where you could see fireworks. Some of the rooms have balconies, others don't. So there is um, a lot of selection in terms of rooms, in terms of view and what you want. Um, Other amenities, let's talk transportation. So like I mentioned, boats and walking to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. There is a bus to Animal Kingdom that is your standard Disney transportation bus. Um, In my experience, they run with the same frequency as Disney buses. They are Disney transportation. However, the trick here is that to go to Magic Kingdom, they only bus to the transportation and ticket center, which is a big downer. (laughs) This is um, a downfall of these resorts, in my opinion, particularly if you're going to Magic Kingdom multiple days with kids, is that you have to take a bus to the transportation and ticket center and then take the ferry or the monorail to get to Magic Kingdom. Um, Now, I have been known to, if I'm staying at the Swan, walk five minutes over to the boardwalk and hop on the bus there where that goes directly to Magic Kingdom. Now, if everyone who is staying at the Swan did that, that would be problematic, right? Um, I'm not telling everyone to do that. I'm just saying that if you are listening to this podcast, you might consider that as an option to walk over to the boardwalk. It's technically not breaking any rules. Anyone can use Disney transportation that's staying at any resort. And the last benefit, and this is a big one, is that these are considered deluxe resorts on Disney World property. So you get a lot of the benefits you would get for staying at any Disney resort, plus benefits for deluxe resorts. So let me break this down. Um, early theme park entry is a benefit to anyone staying at any Disney resort. You get into every theme park 30 minutes early every day. This has changed from extra magic hours that used to exist before the pandemic. It's now early theme park entry, every park, every day. That is a huge benefit. Don't overlook that. (laughs) I mean, if you're not a morning person and you don't plan to get there early anyway, then maybe not so much. But um, getting 30 minutes ahead of the crowds throughout the day will kind of keep you one step ahead and um, you have a chance to ride one, one or two of the headliners before more people get into the parks in the morning. Another benefit of staying at a Disney resort is that you can book individual Lightning Lane attractions at 7 a.m. 
At this point, that's the only way to really get them. <laughs> Sometimes you can get them after the park officially opens, which is when everyone else can book. But for example, Rise of the Resistance, everyone is um, savvy to this now and they are gone before the park opens every day that I have seen lately. So if you're wanting to purchase an individual Lightning Lane Pass for one of those attractions, you will be able to do that at 7 a.m. staying at this resort. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the Genie Plus episode because I break that down, how this works in that episode. Okay, another benefit that is just for people staying at deluxe resorts is this extended theme park evening hours. This is an extra two hours the parks, select parks stay open. Right now, it is just Epcot on Monday nights and Magic Kingdom on Wednesday nights but you get two more hours after the park closes to everyone else. And this is just guests at Disney Deluxe Resorts. That is a small pool in terms of the number of people who are usually at these theme parks. Um, what I have heard the feedback is that you feel that you have the park to yourself and you get that benefit staying at these resorts. So if that's something that interests you, that that could be a big perk. Um, it's almost like free access to an after hours event that they have. Um, and that is valuable. That is valuable perk because those after hour events are $100, $150 to get into just those. And last in terms of getting to and from the resort from the airport, it is the same as all the resorts now. You can either book a Mirrors Connect bus or what I recommend doing is taking Uber or Lyft, unless the car seat situation is difficult for you, um, then you might consider the shuttle bus. But like I said, that kind of levels the playing field. It used to be a big perk to have Magical Express to Disney resorts. And Magical Express did not go to the Swan and Dolphin. Um, now let's talk price and booking these rooms. You can book them on any Travel Consolidators site. Um, you can book them direct with Marriott. Rack rates for these places, I would say the Swan and Dolphin is going to be in the $200 range most times of the year. That's going to go up during peak times. However, there are ways to get that for less. And I have done this in the past. Every time I have stayed there is that um, these rooms frequently show up on Priceline and Hotwire as mystery hotel rooms. They are pretty easy to identify at this point. So I have a post on the blog I'm going to link to in the show notes that is how to find Disney hotels on Priceline and Hotwire. You can Google that as well and my site will come up first. Um, so it's pretty easy to find these. They are four star resorts in the Walt Disney World Bonnet Creek area. And in terms of amenities, they will have both a spa and an airport shuttle. Now this is a paid airport shuttle that doesn't imply a free airport shuttle. As mystery hotels, they are regularly on there for under $200 a night. Um, and like I said, that is how I've always stayed at these resorts. Um, so that price, I mean, for $180 a night to get all of those perks of location and all the amenities and staying um, on Disney property with those um, extra hours into the parks and stuff is pretty incredible. Now, a big downside of this place are the extra fees. There is a resort fee of $35 a night that you can't get around no matter how you book. There's also a parking fee if you're driving that is $35 a night. I tend to never have a car, so that doesn't affect me much at all. Now, another way to book these rooms, in addition to just paying cash, is to use points. You can use Marriott Bonvoy points to book these. The price per night in terms of points varies depending on the time of year, but recently I did just check and found rooms for 40,000 
bond void points a night. Um, that's a decent redemption. I mean, I guess it is a pretty good one in terms of the value of what you're getting for your points. But to give you some perspective, the current sign-on bonus for the Marriott Bonvoy Boundless card is three free nights up to uh, 50,000 points per night. So most times of year that would get you three free nights at these resorts. So something to consider. However, you do still have to pay the resort and parking fees on top of that um, getting those nights for free with points, that is a cost to factor in. Now, that said, there are some downsides. Um, I've said already about transportation in Magic Kingdom is a hassle. Another annoying factor, something I don't like, is that your Magic Bands, if you have them, can't be used for charging back to your room like they can at other Disney deluxe resorts. You also can't use them for unlocking the door. Um, those are two things I love the Magic Band for, the convenience of that. Another thing to consider is that they are very unmagical hotels. <laughs> I love staying at Disney resorts for the theming, for the details in the room, for hidden Mickeys, um, and for the customer service like the cast members are amazing at disney on resorts you don't have any of that at these um they the people who work there work for marriott they are not cast members um they certainly don't have the same kind of magical demeanor i'd say of cast members um don't expect a lot of disney magic staying here now that might be a plus side to someone they don't or they don't care that there's not any Disney details or magic. Like they just want to be able to go to the theme parks. The convenience wins out. They're not looking for all of the extra touches and the whimsy of the Disney resorts. Um, so that may or may not be a problem for you. But when it comes down to it, you're getting all the features of a Disney resort for like half the price of what you'd pay otherwise. So it's a strong selling point for the Swan and Dolphin. So I would hope you would consider these. Um, you know what's nice to do is try them out for a night or two, like at the beginning or the end of your stay. Um, maybe if you want the evening hours or something. Um, and I will say that applies to both um, your check-in like the day you check in and the day you check out. So you get two full days of those benefits. If you're wondering if you check out, if you could get, um, like if you're checking out on a Wednesday, would you get access to the Magic Kingdom hours on that Wednesday? And the answer is yes. You'll get the full benefits on both days if you're just staying one night. So thanks for listening, everyone, and have a magical day.